Hey, thanks so much for listening to Sandals Church. Our vision as a church is to be real with ourselves, God, and others. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, Sandals Church, it is good to be back with you. Come on now. Uh, I, I know you're like, oh, is that, is that Pastor Matt? No, it's not Pastor Matt. <laughs> you, you don't need to adjust the color temperature of your screen. It's not Pastor Oh, Pastor Matt got that, 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 that filter on, that vivid warm filter. That, that's Pastor Matt. No, no, it's not a Los Angeles filter. It's not a Hefe filter. But listen, if you are someone of the lighter hue and you want to look like you, you, know, you got a little bit of tan, go ahead and put that Hefe filter on there. People are like, is that Cassie? Cassie's been tanning. Yeah, Kathy been tanning. She, she, she been at the beach. They're not a beach around Kathy, but, but she been tanning. No, Kathy been filtering. Kathy is lighter than ever, but we love you, Kathy. We love you, Kathy. Hey, guys, I'm so happy to be with you all. Um, man, it's always such a privilege and an honor to speak God's word, and I don't take that lightly. So I'm excited for how God is going to show up today as we hear and receive whatever God has for us. But I, I, I gotta tell you, how, how many of you guys have been uh, at the series. You've been here during the series. Raise your hand. Online, online, at a single church anywhere, at a campus. Raise your, come on, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Yeah. I, I am just amazed at what God has been doing through this series. Uh, uh, and, and in fact, in fact, it, it seems like God has been doing something that he's been wanting to do our entire lives with this series. If you've been hanging out with us during this series, let me tell you right now that you have been blessed. Come on now, you have been blessed because our lead pastor, Matt Brown, has been preaching some powerful messages. I mean, like, like heaven come down messages. And, and really it's the healing heaven, heavenly power of Jesus messages that he has been teaching. In fact, the last time he was here, he said, he, he said that, that the Holy Spirit has been giving him messages every single week and that God has been doing miraculous things through these messages. So no pressure to me, but... <laughs> But this is what I know. The same Holy Spirit that runs through Pastor Matt runs through me, right. runs through you. If you have Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit. So, so hopefully we are all praying that God will move during our time today. But before I, before I continue, uh, I have a question for you. Raise your hand if you've ever had any kind of healing in your life or if you've ever needed healing in your life. Raise your hand. Look at these hands. Every single hand is raised. And it doesn't matter if you're a follower of Jesus or if you are not, we all need healing. Every single one of us needs healing. But, but I have to tell you something. God wants to heal us all. He wants to heal us all. No matter where you are, no matter where you've been, God has healing for you. Throughout the series, Pastor Matt has helped us by looking at miraculous stories in the Bible and the New Testament uh, uh, of, of these, these amazing, miraculous moments that Jesus has brought us through. And during these past weeks, we have seen and experienced uh, and heard stories of God's amazing healing power. Our campus pastors, the staff, and, and so many others have told stories after stories of how God has shown up in our lives. 
And you know what? He's not done. And, 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 and I know it doesn't make sense. These stories don't make sense. They probably don't compute. Uh, they, they probably, uh, how does that happen? But I'm telling you, that's how God works because his ways are not our ways. And, and, and he is in the business of taking an awful situation and turning it into an awesome presentation. That's who he is. That's what he does for his good and for his glory. This series originally was set to be so long. It was set to be, you know, only a few weeks. It turned into three. It turned into six. It turned into nine. But, but, but we, we have taken the series straight up to Easter. Easter, the holiday that created the ultimate healing. You know why? Because at the beginning of the series, Pastor Matt said this at the very beginning of the series. He said, we are asking Jesus to unleash his power to unleash his power during this series. And we are going to trust the Holy Spirit in this. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. This series has been all about Jesus. It's been all about Jesus. And as we end our series today, but not the work that this series has done, I want us to, I want us to look at a way that I believe Jesus heals the most a way that most of us forget and maybe don't even consider. It's one of the most tangible ways he heals today and how I believe how he works his healing most of the time. And it is through this, it is through this he does his most healing. And you know how he does it? Through us. Through us. Jesus heals through us. He heals through me, he heals through you, he heals through us. If you have Jesus, then you are the bridgeway to the healer. You're the bridgeway, every single one of you. If you have Jesus, then you are the bridgeway, the gateway to people finding healing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, wow. Oh my word, Lord Jesus, you showed up and you showed off during this series. And, and it's not really you showing off uh, because, because it's, that's who you are. That's what you do, dear God. And if you are showing off, it's for our benefit. It's for our good. You are a healer. You are the healer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done. Holy Spirit, unleash your power. Unleash your power to me, to us, through me, through us, in your powerful name, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Paul, the writer of Philippians, tells us in Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And then he also tells us, uh, the Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians and tells us that, that I am crucified with Christ, it is no longer I live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith. The faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. If Jesus is a healer and, and he's a great physician and Jesus now lives inside of you, powered by the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, come on now, then that means you have a healer inside of you. Yeah. And you have access to, to the healer to heal others. Yeah. 
Others can get healing through you. And listen, don't get it twisted. You ain't the healer. You ain't the healer. <laughs> you are not the healer, but, but, but you are the vessel in which others can access Jesus because of you. People can get to Jesus because of you. People are able to experience the healing power of Jesus because of you. People are able to find healing in their life and their relationships because of you. You have access to the greatest power and the greatest person that has ever lived. And his name is Jesus. In fact, this is what Jesus says in John 14, 12. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, truly, he's saying, listen to me, I ain't lying. Jesus never lied, just so you know. Hey, I, listen to me, truly, truly, verily, verily, I'm letting you know, trust me, trust me. I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. What? <laughs> Jesus, I've seen the works you do, brother, I can't do that. <laughs> and, and greater works than these will he do. Jesus, you, you silly, you silly. Isn't it crazy? And then he says, because I'm going to the Father. The works that I do, you will do. And greater works will you do. So, so he's saying, if you got Jesus, then, then what are you doing with Jesus? That's a good question. If you got Jesus, what you doing with Jesus? What are you doing with him? When we read, when we read that, that we will do greater works, the text means quantity, not quality. Jesus' ministry was for three years, and the disciples who became apostles, those individuals who were sent, that's, that's what apostles mean, sent, would do some miracles. Sure, they would do some miracles, but we are talking about the amount of miracles. We who are his disciples, who are sent into the world, no matter where you are, we're supposed to continue the works that he has done. Disciples of Jesus Christ, if that's you, we're supposed to continue the work. Jesus said, because I am going to the Father. I am no longer there physically, but you are. You are. You, you may not raise anyone up from the dead. <laughs> if you do that, I want to see that. <laughs> It'll be scary, but I want to see it. <laughs> you, you may not raise someone up from the dead, but, but you got healing power. Come on now. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. You do. We are told at the beginning of the series that Jesus performed 37 miracles, but but when Jesus ascended up to heaven, his disciples performed more miracles than him. They continue the work that he did and that we are supposed to do. We're supposed to continue the work that he did, <clears throat> he does. And then they, and then those miracles that they did were done in the power and in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't forget where the power comes from. It can only come from Jesus Christ. And as we continue, as we continue the works that he did and he does, today we are going to talk about some of the ways that Jesus wants to heal through us. The first one is Jesus heals us. Jesus heals through us. Jesus heals through us when we pray for one another. When we pray for one another. James 5, the half-brother of Jesus, James 5 uh, 13, 16, he said, is anyone among you suffering? Come on now, someone say amen. amen. <laughs> is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone happy? He should sing songs of thanks to God. Is anyone among you sick? He should send for the church leaders and they should pray for him. They should pour oil on him in the name of the Lord. The prayer given in faith will heal the sick. 
and the Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Tell your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer from the heart of a man right with God has much power. This passage written by James not only expresses that we should pray if we're suffering, but, but, but we are supposed to pray for one another. All throughout this series, we have been praying for people. We've been praying for one another, laying hands on people and praying for healing. Just yesterday, I, I, talked with, uh, I talked with a guy named Mark who attends one of our local campuses. Mark is 32 years old, married with a three-year-old child, and, and he, is bottling, he is battling lymphoma cancer. He just went through his third round of chemotherapy. Our soul care team went and ministered and prayed over him. Our prayer team has, has prayed over him. I spent time on the phone FaceTiming with him yesterday with him and his wife, and I prayed over them. I mean, I myself am in a place of needing prayer um, for my son, Justice, uh, who has a blood disorder and attached to his condition, the doctors found out that he also has two genetic markers for potential cancer. Um, you better believe we have been praying for him and we have, we have had prayer warriors and people filled with Jesus praying over him. Will he be healed? I don't know. I don't know, but we are believing in faith and we are continuing to continue to pray for his healing. And there are times that maybe you're like me and my wife, there are times when we say, Lord, we believe, but Lord, help our unbelief. Because even though we, we believe, it, 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 it's, it's hard. It's hard to believe. When it's right in front of you and you're saying, hey, hey, doesn't look good, pray, Lord, help my unbelief. You know why we lay hands on people? Because in the Bible, they said, they said to lay hands on people. And, and, and at the end of the service today, we are going to lay hands on anyone needing prayer. And we are going to anoint people with oil if anyone needs a physical healing, just as we read in James. The rest of this passage tells us that, that there is also a healing, a healing that comes from prayer and confession of our sins one to another. We all know this to be true, right? I, I know sometimes just, just letting others know and letting others in in our situation, uh, it, 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 it starts the healing process. But, but in order to heal, we got to get real. Let others in and pray for one another. We have to pray for one another. But, but, but here's the thing, here's a caveat with people that you trust and people that got some sense, because I'm gonna tell you, a lot of people ain't got no sense. <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of people ain't got no sense. I mean, you be up there, oh, Jesus, oh, Lord, whatever. And, and then a person like, uh-huh, keep on. Keep on, mm -hmm, yeah, praying mm Jesus, -hmm. Yeah, they recording it. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. And then they put it on Instagram. They, got it, they put it to a reel, put some music to it, some captions. And then they got 2,000, 4,000, 6,000 people. Oh, look what Cassie did. Oh, look what Cassie did. And now, and, and now, and now they're an influencer. <laughs> you you, you got to watch out who you confess to. That's why I love the people of God and our prayer partners. These are some amazing people to let, to let them know and let God know what is going on in your life. We need to pray with one another. Well, I don't know how to pray. Pray. 
Just start talking to God. Next, Jesus heals through us by taking our misery and turning it into ministry. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Second Corinthians 1, 3, 7 says this. This is Paul. Praise be to God, our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. Stop right there. Did you, did you hear what the writer said? The God who comforts us so that we can comfort others. Right there saying it's not just about you. I'm going to work through you with the comfort we receive ourselves from God who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we receive ourselves from God. This is what's so great about the ministry of Jesus. The ministry that was applied to you and, and, and that you received from the Lord and, and that helped you to get through, you now have the tools to help others get through. When we tell our story, when we tell our story, when we, when we give our testimony and we let others in and we tell them what God has done and, and people who have gone through similar things, then, then they find healing. We now have the tools that, that, that God gave us. You didn't know you were being equipped with the tools at the time. God was just ministering to you. Uh, you know, people coming alongside you, you were being ministered and you know the tools were being, were being dropped in your spirit. Because God knew there's people out there in the future in front of you who needed some of that healing, who needed the tools that you got to heal. My wife and I have a, have a better marriage because of our own pain. Many don't know this, and, and I'm, I'm not going to tell, tell the full story here, but I was in an environment I should not have been in. And, and, and it almost cost me everything. In, in a way, it almost did. Um, but, but I got to tell you something. I, I stand here today. I stand here today as someone who was prayed over. I confessed my sins. I had humility, and I got help. And, 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 and praise God, um, Praise God, I was put in a place where I could see the error of my ways. This right here was taken from me for two years because I had to discover what was going on, what was wrong, what was jacked up inside that got me to that point. And, and let me tell you this, because of that, I don't wish that on anyone, but because of that, now my wife and I can minister to people who go through similar things and much worse. Our, mar our marriage has been elevated because the trauma that we have been through was saturated with the healing of God. Our, our tra our, our, the trauma, that, the trauma that, that, that we were in, God took it, turned it around. That's what God's going to, that that's what God will do. He will take your mess, your junk, your pain, and he will turn it around for his good and for his glory if you allow him to. We had people ministering to us and we got healing. Our church that we were at, praise God, our church, uh, they didn't fire me. They, they, they said, we want to take you through a restoration process. And, and, and we were able to find healing. I got counseling. Both my wife and I, we got counseling. And let me tell you something. It, it's so awesome because, you know, songs are so powerful. I can't tell you how many songs that we listen to. <laughs> that were just so powerful. You, you, you know, there's that song, Jaira, You Are Enough. 
Jaira, that, that song Jaira just isn't enough for you. It's enough for all of us because Jesus is enough for all of us. The healing that you got from Jesus, all of us need it. This is why I love like, like songwriters and singers, like man, you can tell they've been through something because they feel it. They feel it. And in fact, I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a better preacher because of it. You know why? I used to preach with a strut and now I preach with a limp. Because I know I am nothing without God. I had to be healed. I, I don't need your approval. I don't need it. I've already received it from the Lord. I already got it. Someone needed to hear that today. You don't need affirmation from nobody but God. But God. Our misery became our ministry. It's always more comforting when you go through pain with others, especially who gets it. I think that's why it's so awesome uh, that Jesus gets it. Jesus gets it. Read the life of Jesus. Read the Bible. He also went through pain, much worse pain than you'll ever go through. He went through pain. He knows hurt. He knows ridicule. He knows loss. He knows disappointment. He knows betrayal. He knows sacrifice. He knows death. He's been cheated on. God sees you and he empathizes with you. And he has healing for you. Jesus heals us. He's a healer. Jesus heals us through Jesus heals through us when we're in community. Come on, I, I just made all the discipleship team really happy right now. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some of us are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as the day approaches. My life has been better when I'm in community. It's just true. When I'm surrounded by the people of God, I do better. Well, when I'm in a small group uh, of people who love Jesus and we're meeting regularly to walk through the things of God, man, you know what that gives me? That gives me security. It lets me know that I'm supported. It lets me know that, that they got my back. I mean, these people have loved my kids. They have walked with my wife and I, when we, when we have been in the rapids of life, I'll never do whitewater rafting, that's not my ministry. But the rapids of life, uh, they've been with us. I have found healing in my community group and I've offered healing to my community group. In fact, I remember, I remember being in my, my 20s and single. <laughs> uh, I remember being in my 20s and single and, and I was single, uh, struggling um, and horny. <laughs> Can I just be honest? Come on now, it's all about being real. Lord uh, Jesus. Yeah, come on, come on. You remember being in your 20s. You remember being horny. You know, you know you were. Some of you in your 20s right now, you're like, Ooh, that's me, that's me. But I was in my 20s. I was in LA. I was doing my thing. I was clubbing every weekend. I, I'm telling you all, I was. Uh, even though I was clubbing on, on Saturday night, I was in church Sunday morning. I was. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what kept me out from just living with the devil? My community. I'm telling you. I was part of a young adults group at Christian Assembly Church in Eagle Rock, California. And, and every week I was connected to these amazing people, these amazing other young adults. You, you see, let me tell you right now if you are single and saved but on your own, 
that equals struggling. <laughs> it's just true. It's just true. It's just how things are made up. But, but if you are single and saved and surrounded by other single and saved individuals, that equals strength. That's right. yeah. It does. Come on, you know this to be true. You are not good on your own. Yeah. You, know who, you know who you are on your own. You ain't good. You are not good. You're not a good person. And, and in fact, all the research, listen, in fact, all the research shows, all the research shows that being in community actually helps our overall health. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's because the writer of Ecclesiastes actually knew this. Two are better than one. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls down and does not have anyone to help them up. The problem, the problem you keep falling down, the reason why you keep falling down and wonder why, why do I keep falling down? Why do I keep falling down? You keep falling down because, because you're surrounded by people who don't know Jesus who don't know Jesus, who don't love God. You, you, you don't, you don't. You need to get away from Dale and Dacia. They're demons. <laughs> and you need to get around, you need to get around Dan and Debbie. They're, they're disciples. <laughs> demons are disciples. Demons are disciples. Choose the disciples. Listen, if, if you're Dale and Dacia, I'm sorry. You, you're probably not. I don't know if you're a demon, but hopefully you're not. Don't do this life alone. Find healing in community. And the next, Jesus heals through us when we forgive others and reconcile. Yeah. <clears throat> Ephesians 4.32, Paul, again, telling us, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another. Um, can we just be kind to one another? <laughs> Tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. And then Paul writes to the church in Colossae and to us, he says, bear with each other. Colossians 3.13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance with someone else, against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I believe, I believe that this is one of, or if not the most powerful healing tool we have with us. Probably one of the most healing tools we have in our Jesus arsenal. Uh, has anyone ever put arsenal and Jesus in the same? Uh, our, our Jesus medical bag. There you go. There you go. Think about it, though. Think about it. When it comes to the biggest global, timeless hurts and pains that we have experienced as people and human beings, it, it, it is the hurt that someone did to us or the hurt that we did to someone else. It's the hurt that we do to each other as people. I, I wish I can give you all the stats, uh, uh, but, but in my research for this message, when it comes to cancer, heart disease, mental illness, and all other physical ailments that, that people suffer from yearly, which collectively is a high, high number, it doesn't even come close to the numbers and the stats of relational suffering we have, such as people killing each other, such as divorce, conflicts at work, political unrest, racial ethnic division, people, uh, I mean, family strife and fighting. L listen, the greatest sickness, the greatest sickness, disease, chronic illness that we will ever have is the pandemic of how we treat each other. Now that is pain. That is sickness. 
that is hurt. We do this to each other. Me, you, us. And, 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 and I'm sorry to let you know, but, but we in the church, we're not escaped from this. Sometimes I feel like we could be the worst. One of the greatest ways he heals through us is when we forgive and reconcile. And, and reconciliation, reconciliation um, is basically something that was together, um, it's been pulled apart, and now we're bringing it back together. In fact, Jesus, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5, um, lets us know that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of recon reconciling people to God and reconciling people to each other. In fact, I, I, um, I, I, I remember being in my 20s. <laughs> um, I received counseling and, and some deep level healing, and, and I discovered that there was a lot of stuff, pain there that my, that my dad had, had done to me. And, and, and it, wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't anything bad. It was just small things that I took and I was holding on to. I was holding on to. And so when I discovered that, um, um, I always wanted my dad to, to, to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jeff, I'm sorry. And he didn't even know any of this. I want to say, but I called him up after that session and I said, Dad, I'm sorry. I apologize. Will you forgive me for holding on to this? I've, I've been holding on to this and it's been, it's been eroding in me. I am sorry, will you forgive me? He forgave me, we had a good conversation, the best conversation my dad and I ever had. We both found healing that day. He didn't even know, here's the thing, we didn't even know we needed the healing that we, that we got. But it came out through talking about it and asking for forgiveness. A few weeks ago, I was doing a Facebook Live with Pastor Adam Atchison, our Hunter Park campus pastor, and he said, he said, quote, he said, he believes that unforgiveness is anti-Christ. If the center of our faith is the cross of Jesus Christ and you receive that gift freely and you walk away unwilling or slow to hand it out to anyone else, that's an invitation for the enemy, the devil, to wreck your life. Come on now, Pastor Adam. <laughs> Pastor Adam went on to tell us about a story that Jesus told us about an unforgiving servant who was, who was given mercy from, from his master for his extremely large debt. But, but then that servant, that same servant who, who, who would not forgive someone else that owned him a debt that was pennies in comparison, pennies in comparison, Jesus says that that master found out about it and, and, and that man was tortured. He had that man tortured until he could repay his debt. And Jesus said this based upon that story. He said this in Matthew 18, 35. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. I, I, I don't want to be in that place. Jesus, my father is going. I don't want to be in that place. Let's forgive. Let's forgive. We need to forgive. We must forgive. And you know what it does? It releases, I found this out with my dad. It, it releases bondage. I, I, it releases a bondage that I have, that I had. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes, the person we need to forgive is actually not out there. Sometimes the person is right here. Have you forgiven you? Have you forgiven yourself? Listen, forgiveness is access to freedom. Forgiveness is access to freedom. Some of us are not free because we have not forgiven. We can't be fully who God has destined us to be until we forgive. 
You can't be the person that God has designed and desired you to be until you forgive. But Pastor Jeff, what if they don't forgive me? Ask for forgiveness. If they don't forgive you, then keep on walking. Don't hold it. Don't hold it. And I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me. You can't carry what they, what they won't let down. You can't do that. No matter what the hurt was done to you, and I'm not saying it was, I'm not saying it, it, it was not a significant hurt. It could be. But forgiveness and reconciliation is what it takes to find healing. Again, let's take our cues from Jesus. I mean, we should always take our cues from Jesus. The word of God tells us that while we were still sinners, while we, we offended him, while we offended Jesus, we were hurting him, he forgave us. He forgave us. Man, we're supposed to be like Jesus. Well, I can't do it. I can't do it. You're right. You can't do it on your own. You can't. That's why God places Jesus in you to help you. Because by ourselves, we are a mess. We can't do it on our own. Jesus wants to heal through you. By you forgiving and reconciling with people that have hurt you and people that you have hurt. The next one is the last one. Jesus heals through us when we invite others to him. Two weeks ago, Pastor Matt talked about the woman at the well, um, a woman who was married five times and, and not married to the guy she was currently with, um, but Jesus shows her a better way, a better way and, and, and a way that offers her real life and a real God. Do you know what the best part of her story is, I feel like? Jesus healed her emotionally, but, but the best part of Jesus healing her was she didn't keep it to herself. She didn't keep it to herself. She invited others. We see this all throughout the gospels where Jesus heals people and then after, after their healing, they go and tell others about him. But what is so incredible about this woman's story here is that, is that she, she had a run in with Jesus. Uh, she didn't wanna go anywhere around people. She didn't wanna go around people. She was trying to hide, Jesus found her and Jesus had, she had an encounter with Jesus and you know what that did? That none of that mattered anymore. She went, out and she went out into the towns, into the villages, and she said, come and see a man who told me everything about me. I know everything about you, but come and see a man who told everything about me, and he told me that he loved me, and he said that there was a better way. Come and see a man who told everything about me. He saw me, he loved me, he forgave me, he healed me. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask us a question? Why would you keep Jesus to yourself? If Jesus is the best anything, any person, any experience you've ever had, really, really, who, who knows about him? Where have you told people about Jesus? Have you told people you, you, you knew, you ran into, your family members, your friends, your coworkers, people who are also hurting, come and see. Come and see someone who has changed my life for the better. And you know what? There's room for you. What's amazing is when, 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 when she told these people, the Bible records in Luke, that many Samaritans from that town believed in him. 
because of the woman's testimony. He told, he told me all that I ever did. So, so when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him. And, and, and he stayed there for two days and, and many more believed because of his word. They actually, said, they actually said to the woman, it is no longer we believe because of what you said, but because, but because, of, because of what we heard ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. My God, as we end our time today, I wanna remind us that Easter is right around the corner. It's right around the corner. The best and most opportunistic time for you to tell people to come and see. There was actually a survey done that 82% of people who are unchurched would actually come to church if just invited. But only 2% of churchgoers actually invite. On top of that, people, who, people are more likely to actually go to an Easter service than any other service. You are the gateway. You are the bridge. You are the pathway for people to get to Jesus. This whole thing was done by invitation after invitation after invitation. But, but, but it's not that you're inviting them to a building, a campus. It's not that you're, if, if you are somewhere not around the campus and you're at home watching this, it's not that you're inviting them to your home. If you're a Sandals Church anywhere, it's not that you're inviting them to that church, church experience there. It's that you're inviting them to purpose. You're inviting them to peace. You're inviting them to hope. You're inviting them to light. You're inviting them to healing. You're inviting them to Jesus. This is who we are inviting people to. You know, as... As we wrap up this series, Healer, his name is Jesus. I, I, can we just all together just say praise God? And come on, at all of our Sandals Church Anywhere locations, our family there, uh, to all of our, our online global community right now, one, two, three, praise God. One, two, three, praise God. In all my years of being a follower of Jesus Christ and being in the church, I have never seen such a stretch of time such as this when God showed up in so many healing ways. And here's the thing, he was ready. He just needed us to be available for what he wanted to do. And boy, did God do something awesome. In these last months, we have received emails, text messages, calls, direct messages, social media posts and comments, and even in-person stories and testimonies of God's miraculous healing moments. He's healed us relationally, mentally, emotionally, physically, and within so many souls. I wanna let you know of just a few ways in which God showed up in so many lives, in your lives since the beginning of the series. Since the beginning of the series, we have seen marriages that were ripping apart start to weave back together again. Kids, uh, kids and parents who, who are starting to find reconciliation. Broken families find hope again. Those that have been sick are being answered with healing. We have seen some specific answers and we want to celebrate those. The healing of Christina's sister and grandmother, Lori's depression and anxiety, uh, feeling relief, Quinn and Steve recovering from COVID, God healing Don from utter grief after his wife's passing. Christina's best friend beating cancer, come on now. Kelly's niece surviving a car accident and her father surviving cancer. Sandy's four-year-old granddaughter healing from cancer. Jamie's friend healing from a lung transplant three weeks ago. Bree's son experiencing healing in his brain, the lesions and being free from seizures. Rosemary's husband healing from severe depression and being able to enjoy life again. Stephanie's healing from stage four cancer. Beatrice's husband fully recovering after being on life support. And Mike's successful open heart surgery and rapid recovery. Come on somebody. So with that, Father God, Father God, we just extend our hands. Come on right now, extend your hands. We just 
We just extend our hands right now as a sign of honoring and receiving. We thank you so much, Lord, for your power and the power that came through this series in so many moments when we saw you at work. Father, through, through these powerful messages given by Pastor Matt, through these songs that we, we sung, dear God, on our worship teams and that, that reminded us, dear God, of our ultimate healing and where that comes from, Father. Our pastors and staff have spent so many times in prayer, praying for so many. We thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, if it had not been for you and your sacrifice, Father God, we wouldn't even had this opportunity, dear God, to find healing from you. So Lord Jesus, thank you. Dear God, we pray right now for those, for those who still are in our need of place, in need of prayer, for those who stand in the need of prayer, for those who sit in the need of prayer, for those who lay in a need of prayer, no matter if it's mental, emotional, social, spiritual, uh, uh, psychological, physical, relational, Lord, we pray for them. We pray for their hurt, their pain, their brokenness, their loss. We ask, Lord, that, that you would come in and bring peace, comfort, mending, reconciliation, the ability to forgive, bring joy. We pray for joy in their life and understanding. Whatever they sit in the need of, dear God, we pray, Lord, that you would give it to them. If they sit in the need of, of something to God specific, Father, will, will you meet that need, Lord? Father, there are so many who, who need to know you, who need to know your healing power. My prayer, Lord, is that, is that those who are listening right now, those who are watching right now, would do what so many of others done for them, done for us, Lord, and invite someone to this experience to help someone discover you, Jesus, so they can find soul healing. We thank you, Lord, and we pray this in the most powerful name that we know. We pray this in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I hope and pray, I hope and pray that you will join us and invite someone for a good Friday experience as well as well uh, invite someone to your home for Easter service. We would love to have you there. We love you, Sandals Church. I love you. Have a great week and we'll see you this weekend.